Spiders weave intricate webs. But for a spider, the web is nothing but a flat plane. It's not until you've taken a look from afar that the delicate patterns emerge. The connections. Okay, so you don't see anything suspicious. You're up on the top of this egg school, and behind you, you see that the clone course is still set up in the gym, and the, the track, and all of that. You don't see anything down in Little Onderon right now, but you hear something inside the school. Who could be in the school this time of night? And he's sort of just, just sitting with his knees up, like using his infernoculars like binoculars kinda and he's going to just flick them up over his head and just take a look down through the glass he's sitting right on the glass look down down into the darkness which is mm -hmm. the um, the clone course so you notice as you do that that the some of the the top glass the windows are sort of propped up in with like the nice evening air maybe the scratch forgot to close them at the end of the day these old dudes in this town have a real hard time closing things when they're finished with them apparently <laughs> i'm not blaming manny yep. but i am blaming the scratch mr detention giver mr course forcer uh someone ought to pull a prank on that guy well well I'm going to revisit that idea. Anyway, thank you, Scratch, for leaving this open, because I'm going to enter through this little Scratch hatch. <laughs> and uh, he's going to just do, like, roll over, attach his uh, whipcord to, like, a little hook on the window that kind of helps it, that, like, makes it close a little tighter and lower himself down into the gym and into the mm -hmm. clone course. There doesn't seem to be anything on the clone course itself, and you hear the whatever the sound is that you were hearing, sort of, I would say, it's a ruckus, and it's happening somewhere below you, like, through the entrance back into the school. Oh, so it's not happening in down here? Not in the gym, but somewhere in the school not below you. Not in the you. gym, but in the school, inside of it. Yep. Okay. All right, so whatever is in here is in one of the floors below. I just gotta systematically take a look through this building. Spending a lot of time at school today. A little too much time at school. A little too much for my tastes. Um, so he leaves the field, the top floor gym, mm -hmm. electro binoculars on. I think he's gonna go with, um, for the, the building's pretty dark inside. Yeah, I think there are probably dim lights on on the inside. Okay. I feel like the schools are never completely dark, right? You're right. They never completely turn um, off the lights. No, you're totally right. There's always like a little bit. So I think he's going to go with uh, the uh, heat detection um, filter on his electronoculars uh, because it seems okay. like maybe he can get a little if, if it's a if it's a giant thing maybe you can see it through like a wall or a window more easily um, okay so i i don't have good survival but i feel like i this is truly a character that like this kind of puts some um, like superheroes in perspective but i feel like i have to be good at everything <laughs> to like mm -hmm. yeah they, superheroes are good at everything like i'm not i'm not good at survival or 
like leadership or charm. Although, like a superhero version of me would be good so, at all those things. Mm-hmm. Parkhead's in the top floors of the high school. It is mostly quiet. You can hear a little bit of shuffling somewhere down below you, and you get in that big, that big lift that can hold a bunch of students. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just gonna travel down. Maybe this lift like looks. Maybe there are like windows that you can kind of see through as you're traveling down. Sure. So park heads down one floor, nothing. Two floors, nothing. Third, fourth, nothing. And then when you pass the fifth floor, you see somebody run by the window. Which floor? F- uh, fifth from the top. I see someone run by. Yeah. I definitely saw that. I'm not. I'm not. Not freaked out that something just some blurry object just ran by my field of vision and it's causing a ruckus in a in a dark empty building. I said someone. It, it was definitely a person. Somebody. Well, they're not supposed to be here. I better at least take a closer look. All right. So Park heads out of the lift. Yeah. And you look down the hall in the direction that the person ran, and you see the orange of one of Little Andron High School's letter jackets turn the corner and enough of these jackets for one day so whoever's wearing this jacket is either running to something or running away from something does park turn around well i can't imagine what he could be running to so he's probably running away from something and that would mean that whatever he's running from is probably it's probably right behind me isn't it and park turns around Park turns to see three large creatures barreling down the hallway. Is Park still like in thermal vision? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there are three large creatures barreling down the hallway towards him. They are sort of knocking into each other and knocking into the lockers on the sides of the on the sides of the hall. Oh, I knew it. Bird dogs. Uh, he starts running away from them uh, as fast as he can. <laughs> They're sort of brown brown coats on top with sort of a white underbelly. They've got short snouts with sharp teeth and like feathery whiskers on the sides and top of their faces. <sighs> They're like a mixture of a, an ape, a raccoon, a wolf, and uh, something with feathers. He's uh, running as fast as he can. He's not sure if they know he is here or if they are chasing after the uh, person that was that he originally saw. But they they probably smell him. Mm -hmm. As uh, he turns the corner that the person with the orange jacket turned down. Yeah, he's just going to follow them. He sees that this is, uh, yeah, this hall ends in a door. And who this person in the jacket is like fumbling with the with the keypad to open the door. No time for fumbling with the keypad. Take take the take the panicky fast way like this and he's just going to punch right through the keypad. Uh he punched through the keypad and the door opens and is now open until you fix the keypad. Uh he pushes this person through and then follows. What room is this? What room is this? Yeah, where are you? Are we in we're in the uh the planetarium we're in the uh, yeah, astro- the lecture astro- hall yeah w- this is the room where he that he had uh, astronomy his first class in yeah so it's a large lecture hall with hundreds of seats and there's a place down at the bottom where the lectures are given 
there's a big board. Well, okay, there's a big screen on one wall where the teachers will will write and pull up things. And you push Dash into that room. So it's Dash, is it? Yeah. You notice that this person is Dash. You know in these superhero movies you have to like save the person that you hate. Yep. Um sometimes. In his head, he's like, Of course, it's Dash. Guy almost got me detention. What could he be doing here? You know what? He's probably here because some bird dog showed up while he was in detention after school. Anyway, that's his fault. Back to reality. Citizen, come with me if you want to live. Uh, he, and he, which he, but he actually whispers it. Do you want to, you're trying to get eaten by some giant bird dogs? Duck down behind these, behind these seats. All right, stay quiet. And he kind of pushes Dash's head down so that it's tucked below these seats and follows suit and kind of they're gonna they're gonna sneak for a little bit because they can't close the door if these bird dogs are coming in okay roll a stealth check against one red they're gonna set back because of dash i think you do he's uh he's like cowering and and whimpering a little bit um he is uh not the picture of uh like cool sports guy okay I get a bonus because of sleight of mind. Okay. I got one success with five advantages. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you hear them coming into this big room. You hear the scratching of their claws on the ground. Do you have any ideas for the advantages? Five advantages? Mm -hmm. Great happened. Yep. So... I think under normal circumstances, these these beasts seem like predators that could probably track us down without just... They could just sniff us out. Mm-hmm. So Dash and Park in disguise are kind of sneakily making their way to the furthest side of this, um, this lecture hall. And I can give you a couple of your advantages. You want to give me a couple of them? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a pretty it's a pretty good advantage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You give them to me. Okay. As you, the two of you make your way across the lecture hall, you take a glance behind you and you flick your um, goggles to normal vision, and you see five of these creatures, and you flick it back to thermal, and you only see two of them. What the five two? That means. Two of them are holograms? I mean, that's the only logical explanation to me. Why would two of them be holographic? Is it because they are standing in a place that's being, like, hollow projected? Um, I should be able to, like, know whether that's a thing that happens in this room often or not. I mean, it wouldn't... it wouldn't do that, no. Okay, so if they're not holograms, could some of them be, like, cold-blooded? Are there more than one kind of beast that are tracking you? Hey, kid, you, with the red hair that I'm saving your life, and we're whispering. What? What? Hey, kid, first off, what are you doing here? Detention. I got detention. These oh. things came. Oh, I don't know where the scratch is. I don't. I don't know where. I don't. I don't know where Tombo and and Monsieur are. 
Detention, huh? And what'd you get detention for? Probably starting a fight, I bet. Yeah. Who who are you? Me? I'm just uh I'm just your friendly neighborhood vigilante, alright? Don't you worry about who I am. What are those things? Uh there were like a dozen of them downstairs. Okay. That's that's not great. I I call them bird dogs, but now that I've seen them, it seems a little um it's a little underwhelming of a name for for these giant bloodthirsty things. It doesn't really matter what they are. You don't need to know what they are. That's on a need to know basis. You don't need to know. But what I need to do, I need to get you out of here so you don't get eaten up like probably your friends did. Uh, what, you think they got eaten? I don't know. Maybe they're maybe those things are werebird dogs and they bit them and turned them into werebird dogs. I mean, I'm no scientist, but I'm just following the lines, okay? Following the dotted lines. Regardless, we got to get out of here. Specifically, you, as in we. There's a door on the other side. So there is. I didn't know that because I've never been here before. Let's go. You make your way towards the door. And I'm going to flip one of my dark sides over because there is one of these things between you and the door. Or at least Dash says there is. Hmm. So you're telling me that there is one of these bird dogs between us and that door? You don't see it? It's right there. It's huge. Just uh, describe it for me. I'm going to take a closer look. And he's going to look, uh, take a take a very close look from his current vantage point with his electronoculars. You don't see anything with your electronoculars. Well, are you in thermal? I'm switching between... Bzzzt, 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 switching between filters. All right, so when it's thermal, you see nothing, but when it's regular vision, it's, it's totally there. He's going to just look for any, like, shimmering um, hologram light if if it exists he he thinks he should be able to see it there isn't any it looks real it looks like it's there it's got a shadow okay so i can't understand what i'm looking at i'm gonna try and do a kind of a more comprehensive perception check by using my uh the force power seek which i bought so i'm gonna roll a force die ah two um, dark side. <laughs> oh, you 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 find what you're looking for. Do I? No, I mean I'm I'm joking because that's like the only way that you can use seek to find what you're looking for is to roll two. Oh, no, but you you can you want to use the dark side. You want to flip and strain and try and see what's really happening here. Sure. I think I think if I ever play this character again, I'm always going to use whatever I get. Uh, via force die because yeah. they're a high school student so that they like and should just be totally unhinged like, yeah and you're untrained you don't know what what you're doing so that's what park is going to do he's going to use seek but maybe in a slightly distressing way to his person park flips the goggles to thermal flips them to real imaging flips into thermal flips into real and as he flips them to actual vision the one between them and the door sort of melts into a pool of darkness and uh streams across the floor towards one that is still there 
that is down in the pit of the lecture hall. And looking around the lecture hall, you actually you you still see three of them um, looking around, sniffing around. One of them still near the other door. One's down in the pit, and one is up near the upper rim of the hall. Okay, so it seems like there are four of them. There are three of them. Okay, three of them. Yep, but they are somehow projecting themselves out just to make it seem like there are more. Park thinks to himself, I've seen a lot of strange things at Aurora Biotech, but I've never seen anything quite like this. But someone's got to take care of this, and there's only one person I can think of that can handle it. At least I think I can handle it. Hey, hey, kid. Hey, uh, you, kid. Uh, what's what's your name? Dash. All right, Dash. You look like a you look like a pretty tough guy. I bet you could probably throw a pretty pretty strong punch to the gut if you punch someone in the gut. There's only one way out of here, and that's for us to fight. We're not running anymore. I need you to back me up, kid. Uh, I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip a point. Okay. I want to be able to find someone left a, a pavu stick here. <laughs> that seems illegal, but okay. <laughs> okay. What I was actually gonna say is, um, I flip a point, and there's a there's actually like a some kind of sporting stick here. What's what's a sport that they play? So the, yeah, there's a an impu impu stick from that famous sport impu that uh, uses a stick to throw a ball really hard and far. Yeah, somebody left one of those under the one of their chairs. Um, da- Dash was it? You look like you. Yeah, you've. Uh, Know your way around an impu stick. Yeah. You're going to take this. I'm the captain of the team. I didn't know that, but I uh, now I do. And you're going to take this, and you're going to use it as a weapon. You're going to back me up. But I don't have a ball. Uh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> no ball, huh? Um, I guess I could just hit him with it. <laughs> Give me another second until I think about... <laughs> Where I could get a... We don't have that much time. I'm going to hand him my butterbug. He can use that as a ball. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've got. Here, uh, take this and use it as a ball. And I want you to just be creative. You can find your own ball. Do you know how much creativity I'm, I'm doing right now? I've got you this... I got you your, this stick. You figure it out, all right? Okay. All right, wait... Wait for me to make the first move, okay? Uh, stick, stay put, stay right here. So he's gonna travel back towards them. They were running, but now they're gonna head. He's gonna head towards these beasts. Okay. So there's one at the other entrance. There's one down in the pit, and there's one sort of stalking the top level of this space. So one in the top, middle, and the bottom. Top, sort of top, middle, and bottom. Yeah. Okay. And I'm kind of in the middle. It's like a big circular room. Yeah. yeah, you're more towards the middle. Big circular that like descends down towards the middle. Yeah, with just like one one wall is flat, so it's more like a uh, a horseshoe. Got it. Got it. So I don't even know how I want to do this. Okay, I'm trying to tie them yeah, up. That's that's what I do. So <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, he's going to take his whipcord thrower and mm-hmm. just tie like a little taut line hoping that this little taut line will trip one of these beasts as it comes barreling towards him okay. so he attaches this um, line 
while kind of crawling in between these seats from one seat to the one in front of it. Then he's going to mm-hmm. back up and he just pops up and says, uh, hey, bird dogs. <laughs> All three of them look up. You should just like stand up and be like, do like the he does like the two finger whistle, which I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Hey, doggies. And they all turn their heads up and look. There's a fresh doggy treat right over here. Come and get it. And I think they're going to start running at you. Yeah, that's what he that's what he planned on. And uh, I think Dash is going to throw your butter bug with his impu stick. And he thinks to himself, only Manny could have added that self-destruct sequence like I wanted. <laughs> this could have been perfect. This is something Dash is actually really good at. Is it ranged light? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so that's two successes. So yeah, he swings his stick and gets like a ton of velocity and he aims at the one that is uh, in between him and that door and it just passes right through it. What? This is this is the one that you know is not there. That Dash has no idea is not there. Uh, I, I'm going to flip a dark side for that. Wasting my butter bug. Does the butter bug, where does it land? So I think it hits the wall with a crack and uh, lands on the floor near the downstairs door. And Dash starts running towards the door and stops when he sees that he didn't hit what he was looking to hit. All right. So the one closest to me in like in the Uh middle, it ought to trip over my trap. So I'm just going to brace myself and see how the uh, how successful my trap is. I don't know what I roll for that. Um, do I roll like a survival to see? I should have rolled a survival when I set it up, I guess. What's your survival? So my survival is uh, just two green. That's a failure. So it runs towards the towards you and its front legs trip over this cord that you strung between two seats and it sort of face plants and slides towards you a little bit wait so my trap worked yeah it did oh, cool when you said that's a failure i thought uh that my trap was a failure no they failed awesome okay and it starts to sort of scramble up if it has the time should we roll initiative we should probably roll initiative i can't believe we haven't already yeah let's do it cool my cool and vigils cool. are the same Two advantages. Well, Dash has the first turn, but he's like, his knees are shaking. He's, he's scared. And I think he's just going to back up towards you. And then the two that haven't tripped are going to try and close the distance between them and you. And I think they will get very close to you with their turn. And it's going to be your turn. I want to try and ensnare the beast that fell into my trap. Okay. So I'm going to use my whipcord thrower. Yep. And you've got a boost because it's on the ground and it's going to be average. Okay. And for some reason, my whipcord thrower is melee. Yep. Which is better for me. I'm going to flip the light side to upgrade. Okay. I really want it to work. Okay. I got two success with two advantages. Hey, don't worry about it. We'll just call it a tie. And he shoots his whipcord thrower and ties up this uh, beast on the ground. It shoots out and goes, boy, do I hate that. (laughs) It's very, very bad. 
And uh, yeah, that that beast is ensnared. <laughs> That's the sound of being ensnared. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Ensnared technically. I mean, yeah, it doesn't last forever. If you want right? to get technical, it doesn't. But I, I think the way we're playing it, it should. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. But also, so even if, okay, so if we were being technical, I would have done two damage. Um, Plus your brawn. Oh, right. So Plus one for your whipcord thrower. So I would have done like six damage if you wanted to keep yeah. track of that. What can Dash do? Not a whole It's hard lot. because this room is totally empty. Um, I think I would say that if you found the impu stick, that means somebody left their backpack and Dash like dives under the under the desk or the the, the seat and pulls someone's uh, astronomy book out of their backpack and is going to throw it at one of these things. Cool. That's the creativity I'm talking about, Dash. Throw a book. Throw the book at them. These boys are going away. <laughs> And we don't have books because it's Star Wars. Oh, right. So he pulls out somebody's astronomy data pad and he sort of tries to throw it like a frisbee and it flutters and curves up and over. <laughs> you all know these when you've thrown a wolf creature. When you've thrown a frisbee badly, <laughs> like we all have many times in our lives, <laughs> that's what happened. It just has sort of a wobble and goes up. It goes up and then falls like three feet from your feet. And he, with his three advantages, notices that the one that he saw behind him, between him and the door, has moved out of the way of the door, and he's going to make a break for it. Okay. Is he, is he gone? He just, he, he's, he's, like, probably, he can probably get as far as the door. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Yeah, thanks for your help. I can obviously see why you're the uh, captain of the team. Okay, whose turn is it? It's their turn. So um, the one that's above, um, on the on the row above you, is sort of stalking closer, and it uh, like pulls back a little bit, and then makes a flying leap and lands right on top of you. And does it attack me? You're on the ground with this giant wolf creature on top of you. You can smell its dog breath and see its large fangs as its paws with the sharp claws hold you down. I have a cool idea. Um, so Park says something cheesy like, ugh, dog breath. Here, I got something for that. And uh, he's going to uh, activate his shield gauntlet, which I have and never used. And I want... Oh, you used it in the first fight. Okay, cool. Um, then I'm going to use my shield gauntlet and a a round sort of holographic looking disc illuminates on his hand that is basically in this wolf's mouth and i want to say that it kind of like um extends just as the uh this mouth kind of would have uh chomped down mm -hmm. right around his wrist and it protects his wrist yeah and i'm hoping that it's successful and it's maybe going to do a little bit of damage and maybe stun damage can i do like a brawl check while i do that sure okay i'm not using my claws at all actually which is a bummer but okay all right i got two successes and a threat 
Okay. Um, so you're going to take one strain. It's uh, This thing's heavy on top of you. Okay. But two successes plus one for your shield gauntlet and your brawn of three. Is that right? Brawn of three and the shield gauntlet adds damage plus one. Yeah. Okay. So that, uh, that happened. And then um, Dash has dashed to the door. It opens up with a whoosh and he's gone. <sighs> I've got a giant beast uh, bearing down on top of me. And your only ally is completely gone. Well, and at least he's safe. <laughs> Coward. As this thing is on top of you, you notice that it has a, kind of a collar around its neck, a big heavy collar with a little box on the front of it. You didn't notice them before because of, I mean, you were running from them, but you see that now. And... As Dash exits one door, somebody else comes in from the the top door. The creature that's on top of you tries to chomp through your shield gauntlet, but is unsuccessful. And it's sort of, it seems like it's stuck there. It can't open its mouth anymore and it can't close it anymore. You're, it's, you are both in kind of a sticky situation. It's your turn. You hear the other one sort of stalking around, but uh, it, it can't really get in close to you with all the seats around. Not a lot of time uh, to solve problem A before problem B arrives. He is going to try and... Hmm. Can I, as a maneuver, do a closer perception of the collar on this beast? Yeah, just roll a perception. And what's the difficulty? Average with a setback for the dim light. Actually, you it's right on you, so easy with the same setback. Yep. I think my um, my gauntlet shield is actually kind of illuminating it. You want to take a boost? Sure. <laughs> Wait a second. I get a boost for illuminating it and a setback for the dim lighting. It's a lot of chaos happening right here. What a boost for uh, the stress. <laughs> setback for the stress and a boost for the adrenaline. I got two successes with three threats. Three threats? Okay. So it looks like yeah. a... Uh, it, it definitely has the little logo of Aurora Biotech on it. Um, and to you, it, it looks like something... It looks like sort of a one of those collars that you put on your, your Massif. Uh, that like mm -hmm. the mean owners put on their massifs, and that if they if they go too far out, it gives them a little jolt. Except four times as big. This is an electroshock collar. Let's see. Uh, this is a, he just kind of runs his hand over the little box and starts trying to press buttons. I think with your how many threats? Three. Yeah. You push the wrong button, and you and this thing are both shocked for three strain. And the thing collapses on you. Collapses uh, and is out of the picture? Uh-huh. And I took three strain? Yes. So you are still under this one and it is still your turn. You still have an action. Still my turn. Yeah, that wasn't really in. It was just noticing things. Okay. And this, this beast is looking straight at me? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a row away and it's sort of stalking up and down waiting for its chance. Okay. So... In this auditorium that also serves as a planetarium, and uh, this is where they teach um, astronomy and astrogation, 
there is in the center mm-hmm. a large pivoting arm that is is like a dual purpose arm it it like i guess i should flip like a light side point to say that this exists and it's where a lot of like the hollow projections that are cast uh, all throughout the um large ceiling of this planetarium maybe it also serves like other mm-hmm. purposes i was gonna say maybe it's like a telescope too but that might be kind of crazy this is what i want to do it's kind of like a large i said it was like a large arm i want to grab mm-hmm. onto it with my whipcord thrower and pull it around to smack this beast in the face okay so you are under another one so i'm gonna add i'm gonna just upgrade that check so it's gonna have a, a red and a purple this is why i never succeed is because i make up crazy things to try that are <laughs> just too hard to do okay so i'm going to i guess call it a melee check because my whipcord thrower uses melee yeah nice two successes and one advantage okay two three four all right so it works what is it what is that what happens uh park shoots the whipcord thrower and grasps onto um, part of this large projection arm at the center of the classroom and just as a pulls pretty hard in one direction and the other and kind of falls forward and flattens on top of this uh this beast smashes it down into the seats a couple seats get kind of crushed with it and is the beast uh incapacitated or just kind of wounded the beast is just trying to crawl out from under it and as it tries you see the collar on its neck jolt looking up towards that entrance that you originally came in you see a slight silhouette with four arms and a long neck holding something in one of its hands four arms it can't yep. it can't be park is gonna head in its direction as quickly as possible as you get closer you can make out the features of dr scorlex dr scorlex what could he be doing here He's sort of looking around frantically, and then he sees you, and his eyes widen, and he starts to run away. In my head, I think, why even run? I'm going to catch him instantly. (laughs) And uh, I do an athletics check, and I I am, like, at the door that he was, that I saw him at pretty darn quickly. uh, I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to pursue him until okay. I catch him, and then I'm going to interrogate the heck out of him. Do you want to, like, try and wrap him up? Yeah, I got to wrap him up. So I'm going to do... I like I was so confident that... So you run was, up... I was so confident that he wasn't a threat. I was like, God. yeah, I catch him. So Park books it up the stairs towards Scorlex. And I think you uh, close the distance, and he's not too far down the hallway by the time you get close enough to use your whipcord thrower. So I can I can use my whipcord thrower to tie him up. Is that what you mm-hmm. just said? You can try. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm going to try and tie up Doctor Scorlix by the feet, by the ankles. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna flip my. Is it my last light side? Yep. Have you ever played a game where someone stack gave you so many dark side points? Or uh, to flip. Yep. Wow. 
Wow. Okay, I got four successes with two threat, and two of my successes are triumphs. Two triumphs? So I'm going to use those threat and also flip over the dark side point because you do hear distant sirens. But what did you just do to poor Scorlix? Was he running up a flight of stairs? No. Wait, he's running down a hallway. Okay, down a hallway? Mm-hmm. So he shoots his whipcord thrower and wraps it perfectly around the doc- the good doctor's ankles very tightly. They close together uh-huh. and he can no longer run. Simultaneously, Park flicks his wrist and ties the whipcord thrower to a light fixture, uh, t- ties the cord to a light fixture hanging above. And Dr. Scorlix is now mm-hmm. hanging in the middle of the room, kind of uh, upside down, hanging by his ankles, swaying in the middle of the hallway. And Park That is exactly what I expected. Great. This is why it's typically pretty easy for us to play this because i just usually i can figure out uh usually we're on the same page park walks towards the doctor and Mm -hmm. grabs whatever the control device he's holding out of his hands yep it's just a little box with a uh button it's pretty simple and he's gonna he's gonna kind of fake a voice while he talks to him because he talked to him like Two hours ago, maybe. Of course, right? he is. Two hours ago. Yeah. How long? You're the you're the time master. How long ago was it? Forty five minutes. <laughs> it was about two hours. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. And Park says, "What is this? What are you doing here? Why would you be in a in a school at this time of night? Tell me, and maybe I'll let you live." Uh, uh, I was trying to capture those things back. They escaped. Why come alone? Why not just call the clones? Huh? This is, that's a secret project. Nobody can know about this. Oh, I think a lot of people are going to know about this. I can give you money. I don't... Money? I don't want your money. Please, the, 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 I can't get taken in by the clones. My research is too important. And what's so important about it? I can't tell you. It's secret. Not for long. <laughs> and uh, he just tosses... <laughs> he tosses the device on the ground... Because he knows it will just be um, additional evidence for the clones to collect. Mm-hmm. Should I press him more? I think the way I'm imagining this school is that that one big lift that goes all the way from the bottom to the top. It sort of does so in a big glass atrium. Like um, the front side of the school is all sort of enclosed in glass. It's like a, it's a nice school. And uh, one side of each hallway is open up to that. And you can see the flashing blue, white, red of the clone cruisers. And down in that like lower atrium, which has like it's like the little like bleachers that people hang out in and uh, and stuff. You see four people running towards the exit and the clones are coming in and they they grab them and wrap them in blankets and take them outside. And um, a group of clones are uh, coming in with their blasters drawn. Very tactically. If I'm going to press him anymore, I don't know what questions to ask. So I'm going to leave. Should I like search his pockets? You could. I keep thinking like, this is like, okay. When you, when you like in, in the modern day, when you think about like searching someone's pockets or like leaving a hidden camera in their office or something, it's like, that's like not really an okay thing to do to somebody. But 
in for superhero context, I'm gonna I throw his thing on the ground. Yeah, that's what superheroes do. I throw his thing on the ground. He said, like, it's a secret. I said, not for long. And uh I search his pockets and and right. what do I find? Yeah. So you find his you find his uh for his badge for Aurora Biotech. Uh you find some credits, his his wallet, and uh in his wallet, in the top of his wallet, there is a business card. It is golden, like shiny golden business card. And all it's it's just got a name on it. And uh, let's say it's got a name and a phone number and nothing else. And the name is Rentha Gregor. Who's Rentha Gregor? I can't tell you. She'll kill me. I'm not Batman. I feel like I can't be like, maybe I'll kill you. <laughs> You're already in a lot of trouble, buddy. Just tell me. Uh, let me do a coercion. Do a coercion check. And my coercion's not that good, so I think that that... His discipline's pretty decent. What is it? It's going to be against two reds. Let's just roll it. I would love to get... I would like to see what a despair could even possibly be in a situation like this. Total wash. I rolled pretty okay. well, but... So he's not going to... He's... He's not giving into it. She'll torture me. She'll kill me. I can't tell you. Fine, then. I'll figure out soon enough. And I'm going to throw the rest of his stuff uh, just on the ground. I'm going to keep the card. There, like, wasn't anything else useful. Nope, just his badge. Oh, I'm keeping the badge, actually. <laughs> I forgot. when As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I'm keeping that. Because that's going to help me get in somewhere someday. Yeah. Um... And then you leave? Yeah, I gotta get out of here. The the clones are like, I hear the elevator go ding, and I and then I start running. <laughs> I want to wait until the last possible second. And you run to the nearest staircase. Staircase. And I'm heading for the probably for the, head up. Yeah, I'm heading for the roof. I'm gonna leave the way I came. Okay. Why don't you narrate the ending? So Park runs up the staircase. There are even a few moments where he sees some lights from the clones occupying this building and the lights are illuminating doorways that he's running past as he makes his way to the top. As he gets to the top, he fires his web core thrower to a um, similar open hatch that Mr. Scratch left open from the day earlier. And as he makes his way up, he can see many lights appearing underneath him and some lights that are even attached to large blaster rifles that point up at the uh, ceiling that he's escaping from. But uh, he makes his way safely to the top of the school. He slides his way down the domed egg top of the building, leaps into the night, and with his web court thrower and his athletics and his foot speeder, quickly makes his way home. Hardly remembers getting home, but awakens in the morning to his alarm clock going off. And he's still dressed in his his vigilante garbs. One of the siblings just, like, opens the door without knocking. Jeez, Louise Chester. Come on. Could be naked in here. Give me a break. I think we can end it there, I guess. <laughs> He's <laughs> got a brother. Jeez, name. Louise Chester. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that one? Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. 
For more info on this show and our other podcasts, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Doug for playing on these episodes. You can find Doug's art at voidboy.art. Like the show and want to help us out? Send us a copy at ko-fi.com slash Nights. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nights. Or leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. So last week we recorded a little thing about Donate for Destiny and how we had made like $80 so far. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, it's like, it's over a hundred now. Over a hundred? Wow. (laughs) Multiple people have said that you're the best part of Coruscant Nights, so happy to have you along for these conversations. Uh, I'm honored and also super proud of your uh, Journey for Destiny cause well the trouble here is our one of our other favorite podcasts dicey cantina has raised a lot more money than us oh those wonderful jerks <laughs> yeah so coruscant nights is going to be recording new episodes pretty soon we're looking at recording a bunch of stuff in july and you know what that means sorry that was spooky that means that you have the opportunity to change our destiny pools and help out kids in need Through Donate for Destiny, we're donating to Child's Play, an organization that provides toys and games for kids in tough situations, and every dollar counts for them. You can donate $4 and add a light side point to our Destiny pool, or you can donate $10 and decide if our Destiny pool is going to be all light or all dark. And let me tell you, I like an all dark Destiny pool. So you're giving to a good cause and also having a lot of fun and potentially screwing over Nikki Smetters multiple times. (laughs) Multiple times. You just wait. It's already happened twice. Check the link in our show notes for more information on how to donate, where to donate, and to everybody who has donated so far, thank you. Thank you.